Hey, before we start this episode, we want to give a huge shout out and thanks to Renee Witterstatter of the Pros and Cons Celebrity Booking. And Eve Inc. Artist Group for hooking us up with Mark Rolston. Yeah, and if you like this content and you want to get somebody on either your convention or maybe you have an interview thing that you like to do, then get a hold of Renee at evainc at AOL.com. That is E-V-A-I-N-K at AOL.com. And you can see her website at evaincpublishing.com. That's E-V-A-I-N-K publishing.com. Human beings of the world, it's time to enter the spoilerverse through our secret portal at the exclusive Arctic Club in beautiful downtown Seattle with John and Kendrick. Welcome to Spoiler Country. Hey, if you're listening to our show for the first time and you're on one of the social medias that we're on, like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, any of those kinds of things, you should always check us out on scpod.net. But if you want to keep up with our latest episodes, you should bring out your smartphone, get into your favorite podcatcher, find Spoiler Country, and hit subscribe. Then you'll get all our new stuff. And if you want to reach out to us, you can do that in two ways. You can call us, leave us a voicemail at 707-656-2080. Again, 707-656-2080. Or you can shoot us an email at spoilercountry at gmail.com. United Armies of the Spoilerverse, welcome back to Spoiler Country. I'm Kenneth Regan. That is Mr. Horsley. I don't know why I do that. I just like to whisper your name from time to time to give you little tingles in the back of your neck. But today I like it. I like it. on the show, it's the second part to our Mark Rolston chat. Yeah, and this is where it gets fun. This is where we yeah. hear all about Alistair and Supernatural. We hear some honest, like straight, honest, straight talk about the behind the scenes of just being an actor and what it takes to do characters and scenes and it's not just you know showing up and saying lines it's a whole lot more to it that if you've ever been around people who are actors you know that but if you haven't you may think oh they just show up and say lines and do stuff but there's a lot that goes into doing stuff yeah to to do in a movie yeah and we 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 talk about the behind the scenes of the shawshank redemption in this part yeah yep we do yeah Yeah. we talk about behind the scenes of shawshank mark is very blunt during this yep and he talks about a certain somebody Yeah, well, it's not getting into it. It's not, I mean, well, it's fine. It's not getting into it, but it's still relevant. And, yeah. And it's very interesting. And it's, it's, um, I think it just goes to show the passion that people can have for their craft and some yeah. more than others. Exactly. Exactly. And it's, 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 it's good times, man. It's good times. Exactly. Well, should we just get into it? Yeah. Let's just sit back and listen to Mark in his own words. played in supernatural you played alistair the yeah. white-eyed demon we have a, a a big portion of our audience loves supernatural and Fantastic. and i was just curious you know what was that experience like was because i think when you were on eric kripke was still the showrunner mm-hmm. 
and uh, I think he left soon after. He wasn't. He was. He just did the arc that he wanted to do, and then he was gone. Right, and then uh, Jensen and, and Jared really kind of took over. And right. I'm just, you know, were they ready to take over when you were there, or was it still very yeah. much the Eric Kripke show? No, no. I think they were ready. Yeah. Absolutely ready. And um, and interesting. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this, and you know, you might be disbelieving, but the character that I created for that. For Alistair, you know, because yeah. Alistair was the demon of all demons, right? Yeah, Al- albeit that he was dressed like a really bad insurance salesman. <laughs> <laughs> but he, which actually insurance salesman could be a demon of all demons. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but he, uh, the character I created in the time I had on that set was one of my favorites of all time, of all time. I love. Oh, that's cool. That character, Alistair. And and the character was so delicious and so deliciously wicked. Um, did you have you seen the episodes? Oh yeah, yeah, dude. And I and I just had a ball because I think Eric wasn't around, so they had one of the other producers who was directing me, and he just let me go. He let me do whatever the fuck I wanted to. So that's why you have all those like curious little things of you know. Oh, ding, da, ding, ding, ding. You know, that, 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 that's all me. Like, I, I, I was just improvising and having a good time. That's awesome. And then I, I wondered why they ever replaced me. Yeah. And, and I really think, and this is true, it could have been the transition to the boys, but I really think it's two things. A, I created a character that was so interesting, they didn't want it to outshine the boys, right? I could see that. And also, I think it was the age thing, because I think, you know, the demographics of that show being primarily women, you know, they want to have that little bit of sexy yeah. time thing going on. So the dude that replaced me, and I can't remember his name, but I've met him after the fact, and he was very kind. He said, he said, he said I hope you don't mind. I stole a bunch of your stuff from the episodes that you did. And I was like, no, nah, fine, whatever. That's what it's there for. <laughs> but uh, but I've but I I I've always said to people, and, and if you have your uh, Supernatural fans, like, Please do me a favor. Just inundate them with a bunch of messages about how you'd like to see the original OG Alistair come back and do done. No, I'm dead serious because I'm I serious. Love, I would love to do that role again, you know, because I had that sort of like Brando ish uh, Anthony Hopkins and uh, uh, thing going on. And, yeah. And, um, yeah, so I, I I really would like to in this last season that they're going to do. I would really like to get back and do it, um, but we'll see. I mean, so you and your fans, please just inundate them. Right? Yeah, we can definitely do that. Yeah, it sounds like character. you had a ton of fun doing it. <laughs> I'd love to see you yeah. back in there. Oh, it was just it was just well, it was so funny. I sat down with my wife and my daughters uh, uh, to watch the first episode. Yeah, and as it went along. I noticed my youngest was kept inching toward the end of the couch. And I was like, what, what's the matter with you? She's like, she's like, dad, you're just so creepy. And, 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 and you got, and you got that voice and it's just weird. <laughs> you're like mission accomplished. Yeah, totally. Totally. I was like, I did it. I did it. Oh my god! Were you prepared for the amount of fans that you're going to get from that? As like going to cons and how many supernatural fans there are? 
Well, this is the crazy thing. Uh, you know, the the uh, supernatural fan base in the UK yeah. actually flew me over to the UK for their oh, cool. particular their fan group. I think it was in uh, Milton Keynes, uh, which is near Birmingham. But uh, yeah, they flew me over. They they had they had voted me the their favorite villain of the whole whole show. Oh, that's cool. And then, um, you know, getting cut out of it. You know, the thing was, was creation, whoever is over at creation, they won't have me on the cons. That's weird. And I and totally weird. And I don't know why. Yeah. Uh, um, I, I, I don't know why. It may be because, you know, at other cons, I, I may have been relatively outspoken about the fact that I was pissed off about having been replaced. But yeah. Uh, but how do they know if you don't say something? Well, yeah, but then, but and but then again, it's like, why won't you guys just have like I've never done a single, like, a sanctioned supernatural show. Yeah, that's crazy. And and I got another buddy, Adam Fergus, who's just done like five episodes. They're, they're flying them all over the world. It's like, well, why can't I get some of that? But for some reason, I'm I, I I pissed off somebody somewhere along the line, or I'm not really quite sure, but. It's been a great disappointment. So if you have any pull, <laughs> and if and if your fans are interested, uh, by all means, uh, have a go. See if you can get me into the cons or get 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 me back on the screen as Alistair. That'd be fun. That'd be awesome. That would be yeah. amazing. If I, you know what, we will. We'll, we'll we'll do a little writing campaign. If we can get something going, that would be amazing. Dude, I'd be indebted to you forever, <laughs> forever. No, it'd be my. It would be our pleasure. Like okay, seriously, sweet. we'll do what we can. <laughs> That's sweet. Yeah, man. So you've been doing a lot of voiceover. You've been on Young Justice now doing the voice yeah. of Lex Luthor. Uh, yeah. Are you real familiar with the DC universe and all their stuff? Or is that something more that you're kind of inching towards now? Uh, well, you, well, yeah. I mean, uh, I've been doing a lot of sort of motion capture work for games. In fact, you know, yeah. I, I I was in the recent uh, Insomniac game Spider Man uh, release. Oh, cool! Where I where I, I, I play Norman Osborn. Oh, very nice. Yeah, that game is amazing. By the way, You're, that was an awesome role too. Oh, and 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 then to go back to what we were talking about with CGI. I mean, the quality of what they're doing, even with these games, is extraordinary. It's it, it's movie quality stuff. It's just yeah. it's just, and every time it gets better. In fact, the next game I'm scheduled to do with them, I saw them in January on a, a, a teaser for an unrelated project. Yeah, um, and the creative guy uh, said, uh, "Oh yeah, guess what? Your your next installment or game is going to be really special." Cool. He said, I, I said, "Oh yeah, why is that?" He said, "Well, you know, we have to kind of up it for our." our fans each time it's got to be that much more intelligent, that much more intricate and that much more visually stunning because otherwise like they'll go away from our franchise. I said, wow. So what's going on? So you know how like we watch TV and it's all 2k, right? Right. And you know, most film and TV, like they're, they're inching toward 4k. Right. Well, this game is going to be the first game ever to be 8k. Oh, Wow. Holy crap. So I said to the guys, I, I said, 8K? <laughs> I said, I'm going to have to trim my nose hair. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and he laughed and he was like, oh, yeah, we're going to see everything. So That is nuts. I bet it's going to be visually incredible. Yeah. So, uh, so I'm, I'm super excited. Uh, 
they say we're getting started sort of late, like late summer, fall. And with all this mess, I mean, I'm sure it's going to shift yet again, but something to look forward to. Yeah. Uh, so, so, you know, so I, I have been doing a lot more of the motion capture work. I love the voice work. I love creating characters and, you know, you're still, you're still hopeful that, you know, even, you know, even though most things are skewed very young these days that, you know, there's going to be, cause I really at the heart of it, I'm a movie guy. I mean, I'm yeah. like, I, my, my look, I, I don't lend myself too well to TV, although I do TV. It's just, I've got, I've got a movie character face, you know? So, um, I'm hoping to do more movies as time I, goes along, but I'm hoping but, you know, to do I, more movies. But I, but I've seen the quantum shift in what's happening with movies. Even you know, it's like when I first came to Hollywood, they were making 450 movies a year, and now and, and all sorts of movies from the, like little movies, 20 million, 10 million, 100 million, and then right. the big tent poles. Well, nowadays they only make the tent poles. They make nothing in between. The in between is all comes from Europe, and that's why European and foreign movies, every Oscar season you see like they're right in there if not winning the entire thing right king's speech etc um and they only have movies like they're doing the one and two million dollar films and you know i've been offered stuff but it's like i say to people it's like i i i don't work for a hundred dollars a day right i i i can't you know i just can't afford physically yeah well i i physically can't do it because People don't get <laughs> what it takes for an actor to create a character. Like you just don't flip through the pages and idly memorize and then land on set. Right. Although that's what, but that's what they expect television actors to do. That's why a lot of TV always has that little patina of, yeah, this isn't really real. Right. But, but movies whole different thing, man, you know, we have to believe, really believe you, right? Yeah. Yeah, you got to be able to suspend that disbelief too wholeheartedly. Yeah, and the believability factor doesn't come at, you know, the flip of a switch. It's all the preparation, which is why we get back to, like, what's the difference between, say, a European train actor is that, like, it takes six months yeah. of physical changes, uh, oh and also God. approaching every little intricate part of the role. That's all like like with when I when I did Shawshank, I remember, you know, I, I had the scene in the uh, projection room, right, where where I'm where I'm assaulting yep. Uh, Andy. Yep. And so I, you know, I I, I read this thing. And it's like he ups a knife, and I'm like, so where like where is this knife coming from? Like that'd be really awkward if like. Oh, oh, it was in a sheath in my boot. No, that'd be really weird because I'd have to reach down and like drop out of frame. Right. You know, you, did, you didn't want to drop out of frame when you up this thing and you wouldn't hold a knife stuck in the front of your pants because you'd impale yourself. Right, right. So I, there was a dude, uh, uh, Neil Gentoli, who was in uh, Shawshank with me. He had this guy, this old fart from Chicago who had been like, in penitentiary for like 20 years or something. Yeah. And he was an old, old guy, but he was like, like Neil was kind of, Neil's very eccentric and Neil was kind of looking after the guy. And they, we called him Papa. 
And I went to him one day because he'd been in the joint that long. I said, I said, so, Papa, let me ask you a question. If I had to conceal a weapon in your era, where would you put it? <laughs> you, know, cause, you know, nowadays, because they have metal detectors yeah. and everything else. Back those days, they didn't. Like, you were just being frisked every day. He said, oh, the best place for you to put this thing, you put it between your shoulder blades. Because when they're doing the shakedown, they aren't going to go up behind your neck in between your shoulder. They just go down your sides and they go down, you know, in them between your legs. So oh, that's interesting. Where would, that's where you would put it. I was like, this is fucking fascinating. Yeah. So, so A, it kept me in frame. But I, you know, I went to the prop guy. I said, can I see the knife that I'm going to be using? I said, can I borrow this for a second? He lent it to me. I go to the costume girls and I go, where's the jacket I'm going to wear and scene whatever it was, 146. They go, oh, this jacket. Okay. I said, so can you please sew a pouch into the back of this coat so I can pull this knife out from behind my neck? So this is, this is the work that I did. Yeah. I do. Frank Darabont didn't come to me and say, oh, yeah, and by the way, you're going to have this thing in the back and you're going to pull this thing out from your neck. He, he never knew till we got on the set where the knife was coming from. Right. He just knew a knife was in it. Yeah. But but that's that's the kind of work. So when I get these people that are like, you know, can you do me a favor? And and it's like, no, I can't because a I too much. I'd be really angry. Yeah, you know, I, I'd be really angry to, to 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 take years and years and years and years that I've done this. This is like well on forty some years now, forty five years since I was like seventeen years old uh, to do this for you. Right. So, so that so 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 I really I be, I bemoan the fact that like there are fewer and fewer movies because I'm a movie guy. But you know what? Hey, it makes sense though. I mean, you you put that much into a career and you put that much into your art. Yeah. I mean, you don't go to <laughs> you, you. You can't even go to like say, a, not to the two different mediums, but like a uh, like an Eric Larson, which who created Image Comics, right? He's part of the mm -hmm. original. Um, he's literally one of the greatest comic artists of all time. He's in the top ten. You know, wow. you can't go and just buy uh, an original from him. You're going to spend five, six, seven, up to yeah. five grand. Right, just okay. for an original piece from him, if not more, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you're not going to go and say, "Do you got something for twenty five bucks?" Because it's yep. me, please. <laughs> He's yeah. like, I poured my heart and soul into this. That's all he ever wanted to do. That's right. <laughs> and now you're That's asking right. me to take a little piece of myself of what I'm doing and and just give it, you know. Yeah, and yeah. it's amazing. Like I, I did a movie two two and a half years ago. Uh, and it turned into a decent little film, but like they yeah. contacted me late. In fact, I learned about it because um, David O'Hara, who had been in the Departed with me, he called me up and he goes, uh, Mark, you know, there's this role that I've been asked to do and um, I'm really not right for it at all. And, uh, you know, I, I thought you made, I thought you'd be great. So like, why don't you contact these people? I was like, wow, David, are you sure? He, he said, yeah. He said, no, I just, it's just it, yeah, it, it, totally wrong for me. Totally wrong. I was like, no problem, man. So I call these people up and yeah. And they, they were like, yeah, we're going to need you for four days. And boom, boom, boom. Like, what do you need? And my manager was like, well, this is what he needs. And they, they, they balked for a second. And then it was like, I'm sorry. That's it. That's just it. Anyway, I saved their fucking movie. Cause I ended up playing like this, this, this Irish boxing trainer. Yeah. Right? And, uh, um, and I totally like 
grounded their movie in a reality, saved their film for them. In fact, one of the producers uh, like came up to me and said, dude, without you, we wouldn't have a film because the lead nice. actors weren't necessarily the greatest. Right. Uh, but anyway, so this, the, the same kid that star and his girlfriend uh, producer, they had another little movie they wanted to do with me. And I was really, really excited about the role. You know, right. it was going to be a little horror flick. It was going to really be bad. And I was really excited. And then they came up with that stuff of like, yeah, but we don't have any money. And I said, well, Whoa. then you don't have me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, yeah. that's just life, though, right? I mean, you got to yeah. you got to pay to play sometimes. But I think but I think actors, you know, we get we get a short shrift and there's a yeah. whole there's a whole movement now in my industry to take from the producers to take residuals away from us. You know, you, you know, all the stream that like everything is going streaming now, streaming, yeah. streaming, 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 right? They want to pay us no residual money whatsoever. That's None. not right. And they can stream. Oh, and when you do these streaming contracts, they're like base contracts. Like there's no real negotiating. Like you just right. get base, base money. And they can use your likeness and stream it endlessly. Yeah, that's bullshit. And I just go, wow. They, they, they have no regard for, for actors and what, and what, like real well-trained actors do. They have no regard for it whatsoever. Their, their, their point of view is like, ah, it's okay. If you want to do it for that, we'll just go find someone else. And I ended up saying like, go good luck. Cause in the gaming industry, I did a game Halo four for Microsoft years yeah. ago. And I'm at lunch with this Microsoft executive and it was a really nice lunch and we're chit chatting away and stuff. And I just jokingly said, I said, Hey, you know, like on the residuals tip, I said, you know, you guys could really give us like, you know, one hundredth of one percent residual on a billion dollars and, you know, and we'll be happy. Yeah. And he said, your union and the whole tone of the lunch changed. And he said, your agents or your your union decides to do that. We'll fucking go non-union. And I was like, oh, sorry, I brought that up. OK, that's obviously. Wow. A real sore it's, point. Yeah, it's so weird. It's like you can't even have a conversation about it. Oh no, he was he was on edge because he knew because he knew he was wrong. Yeah, but the truth is, is we finally my union finally negotiated a minimal residual on the video for, games for the games. Good, but but the truth is, dude, think about it. This gaming industry makes the motion picture industry look like a dwarf. Yeah, and I'll yeah, the amount you, of money they make is ridiculous. It's insane. In 24 hours, they can make up to a billion dollars. <laughs> right, right when they release it, boom, billion. Yeah. What? So, so I'm actually, you know, I'm, I'm happy to be segueing in that direction. Um, That's good. I just love creating characters, man. Like, like I, I never had any illusion about me being Brad Pitt or you right. know, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not Tom Cruise, but, but I am a guy that I can create a lot of interesting characters that, that you're going to believe you're going to yeah. believe oh. and a lot of and a lot of times some people see me and they, they just go that, that's you like i don't know I, I did a uh, really cool I, I i played clive davis in a uh uh i think it was amc film uh called whitney yeah and yaya da costa played whitney houston and, oh interesting uh, oh dude you got to see it like i transformed totally like i look exactly like clive davis 
<laughs> exactly. It's amazing. Yeah, I, honestly, check it out. You want? You want I will. Play? I'll check it out. That'd be fun. Because now <laughs> I'm gonna go. That's my buddy Mark. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know. You know, I, I just, I did. It, it's so to wrap this whole thing up here. You know, you originally said to me like, like, how did you know at age eight? And I don't think I knew exactly, except that. I had this facility. I've always been a great mimic. I've always had like I could. You can hear it in your voices. Yeah, you know, and and I, you know, and and all of us, you know, we we all have like 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 something's led you to podcast. Yeah, and you're obviously very good at it because you're getting feedback. You know, you get feedback from your fans. Yep. Um. So it's kind of like that. So I always, you know, when I'm asked to give young actors advice. You know, I really say, you know, if you wake up every morning and you have to do this, like this is the only thing you can think to do. Yeah. Then just do it and don't quit because if you quit, Hollywood won't care. They really will not care. You know, they're not going to come knocking at you and go, oh, please don't, please don't quit. You know? please don't, you know, or, you know, they're not going to do that. Right. So like for all of us, that we have to find that one thing in our life, that one passion that you just can't live without and, and go for it. And, you know, and those things can change. And certainly in our world where technology is kind of taking over our lives, something that we're all experiencing right now in this pandemic, I don't know if you noticed, but the only thing really working <laughs> in the world today yeah. is the inter- the internet and our phones. Yeah. Imagine going through this pandemic without an internet. Oh my god! I tell the kids now, <laughs> you're like it's not 1986. You'd be screwed. Yeah. I mean, think about it. Yeah. So you know, <laughs> wrapping it all up again is like when my dad said to me, "Hey, you know, it might not be a bad thing. You know, technology is going to advance." Yep. A lot of people are going to be put out of work because of technology, and a lot of them will be. This is what my dad actually said the whole thing. He said, "A lot of them will be put out of work, and a lot of them will be too stupid to do anything smart, man. Other than, uh, other than sit on the couch and watch the boob." Yeah. So he said, "They might as well watch you." <laughs> <laughs> right? Might as well. Hey, I got one more question for you, because and I and I meant to ask you during our Shawshank conversation. Not for it. You worked with Clancy Brown. Yeah. And I love Clancy. I will watch anything with Clancy yeah. Brown in it, you know? Exactly. And what what is he like? Oh, man. You know, it's interesting. Uh, you know, actors, the guys on the set, or the, the guys that are on the set who play the lead, the heroes. Yeah. Generally, they're asshole <laughs> right <laughs> but the guys who are playing the characters on the set who are playing the real assholes yeah and who like clancy great actor oh so Cl- good oh, oh he, he clancy can scare the shit out of you yeah right he is the most gentle kind sweethearted actor you know, I, I've, I've ever met and or, or worked with. I mean, the other actors are very sweet, too. But genuinely, Clancy and specifically, you know, when he auditioned for Hadley, 
he couldn't get through his audition because he 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 kept saying to Deb Aquila, the casting director, he was like, "Deb, I, I can't I can't read this part of the scene with you because you know it's you. I, <laughs> I I I can't be mean to you. I, uh, uh, what a sweetheart! <laughs> and that's and that's who and that's who Clancy is. And then uh. and then talking about Shawshank, you know? Yeah, you know, Tim Robbins, eh. Great actor. Yeah, he, he he can be he can be a very fine actor, but you know there were moments on like I I had moments on the set with him. You know he he didn't want to shoot the scene the the scene in the laundry room where I where where we the sisters rape him. You yeah. know, for the first time he didn't want to shoot that scene. Have he to kept shoot saying, that scene. No, dude. Well, I'm sure you've read the Shawshank book about the the final shooting script. Yep, I did yeah. actually. With the okay. um, train, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the train business, but also, but with Tim, like when we came to shoot that scene, Tim held up shooting for like six hours, <sighs> all because, all because he he was screwed up about where Boggs was coming from. Yeah, he believed this. This, this is exactly what Tim said to me because we rehearsed, and then Tim did this thing which which I can't stand actors doing. They go. You know, my character just wouldn't do this. To which I would reply, motherfucker, it's your job to interpret the script that was handed you and that they're paying you millions to do. Yeah. So interpret the shit and stop making an excuse for why you're going to get your butt rimmed in this scene. <laughs> but he, but he held up shooting wouldn't shoot the scene oh my god you should have seen it the phones were flying people were like oh my god you know because you know you hold up a major motion picture that's 150 dollars for a day yeah yeah that's no joke so, and you got were you guys so, shooting on film oh yeah oh <laughs> see that's so, even worse <laughs> yeah so so in the break you know when all this was going on tim was sitting off by himself and i was like tim can I help you, man? Like, is there something like you want to work out here? And, 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 and I really, I have no respect <laughs> for him whatsoever. Because dig this, see, dig, dig this. This is another thing. Why actors don't do their work. Yeah. Okay. Dig this. If you're the hero of a piece, every hero has to be broken down in order for him to be it, it, through the arc of his character to become the hero in order to become the hero. You have to be knocked down yep. and knocked down again. Yep. And in, in in this instance, his character had to suffer the ultimate degradation and humiliation a, 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 a male human being could suffer. Yeah. And when he didn't do that. Now, truth is, when he exited the sewer into the stream, it's a cathartic moment. But imagine. If he had allowed himself to really, his character, to suffer that moment, everybody would have been, fuck yeah. Yeah. Because I've had, I've had so many people say to me, you're the scariest person I've ever seen in a movie. I they believe said, it. They said, because of you talking to me, I made sure I never did anything in my life to go to prison. Because I would never want to meet a Boggs in prison. <laughs> right. <laughs> did that 
that confrontation with Tim Robbins help you uh, put more energy into Boggs? Or were you already there, ready to go? Oh, no, I was already there. Yeah. But, dude, there were so many fucking moments. That wasn't the first moment I had with him. Oh, man. The other moment we had was when we were doing the shower scene. And these are, these are interesting anecdotes for me to tell, only because you know I'm kind of patting myself on the back with the amount of preparation that I did. But dig yeah. this. So we come to, and we're in the old prison, built in 1867, in this massive shower room. I walk on set. Boom, 200 dudes, butt fucking naked. Yeah. Everything hanging for the world to see. So the costume girls come up to me and they go, "Uh, listen, um, if you would like to, we can give you these skin colored uh, Speedos to wear in case you don't want to be completely naked. And I was like, "Um, all those hundreds of dudes there butt naked. Like, I'm cool. Yeah. (laughs) I don't. I got no problem. Yeah. We're good. <laughs> yeah. It'd almost be weird if you didn't do it. Yeah. The only person who wore them was fucking Tim. <laughs> and then dig this, dig this. Yeah. You're, you're, you're going to love this anecdote. We come to do this scene. I'm butt fucking naked. Everyone else, but Tim. Right. So they, so they shoot Tim's side first. Right. Right. And we do one take. And when the take is done, Tim fucking throws his soap bar down on the floor and storms off saying i told you fuckers to have the water warm and he leaves the set oh my god <laughs> at which point i'm thinking you dumb fucking idiot they, they don't have warm water in a fucking prison that was built in 1867 <laughs> you were lucky if you had any water at all to shower in right anyway anyway so he leaves, at which point Nikki Marvin goes, oh, oh, okay, moving on, moving on. And I go, what? <laughs> moving on? I said, you don't have a scene there. She went, oh, yes, we went to the whole scene. I said, no, 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 Nikki. Nikki, show me the scene. I want to see the video playback of this scene. Yeah. So she shows it to me, and all you saw was my ear. And I said, let me, I said, Nikki, you don't see me in the scene. I said, if you don't get that motherfucker back here, I promise you, I will sabotage every other scene I have in this movie. <laughs> you, I said, I said, no, you better get him back here and at least shoot my side. And I, I was angry. Yeah. And Darabont got in his cart, went, drug Tim back, made Tim stand off camera. I did one fucking take. And when you and that scene is one take, two takes. One of Tim and one of me. Right. In one take. That's 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 how prepared I was because that scene is frightening as shit. Yeah. A lot of the a lot of the lines that were put into the thing which I'm sure you know of that Frank Darabont very generously said, you know, I can't take credit for this line. This was a line that Mark Rolston improvised. That's awesome. Right. Yeah. So, so like, you know, um, like hard to get. I like that. That's my line. That's right? awesome. Yeah. Anybody, anybody that's a classic line. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, anybody gets you yet. That's my line. So, there's there's so many things that anybody get to you yet. That's yeah. 
you know what? I, I guarantee you there's there's people in prison using those lines today. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Probably, yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> Mark Ralston. Scaring hey. people since 96. <laughs> <laughs> that's a beautiful tagline. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but man, that's uh that that but that, but that's the thing. It's it's the, there's so much that happens uh for an actor in preparation and it's why the way that we do movies and tv are false because and uh, bear with me here okay in the theater you rehearse for however long yeah right and i i i i've done play where we rehearsed for almost a year before we even wow. performed yeah when we did shawshank we rehearsed for almost a month when we did aliens we rehearsed for two weeks right yeah when we did departed we would rehearse whenever marty felt like he wanted to rehearse because marty i don't think he sleeps at all and then when we all had occasion like where marty call you at 10 45 and is like he's like come up to my room I, I need to hear the lines from this scene we're doing tomorrow and i was like marty it's almost 11 o'clock like i i was asleep no, just, just a minute just a minute just just come up just, just five minutes. That's where Mark, Mark, just, just come up. So you go up there, you read some of the lines, you go, that's great. That's great. Fine. Okay. See you tomorrow. Bye. <laughs> or like, or like, or like one night I, I was getting back to the, the Hilton, uh, uh, there in, uh, in Boston and Bill Monahan, the writers coming out of the elevator into the lobby. I'm like, where the fuck are you going? He goes, Oh man, Marty just called me. I've got to go do some writing. And I'm like, I said, Bill, it's midnight. He goes, yeah, he does this to me all the time. So it's like that, that, that see, it, it's all those, all that time and effort and just squeezing every ounce of juice out of a screenplay is what makes things great. And that's why Martin Scorsese is great. You know, he, he, he's so passionate about that. Why Jim Cameron is so great. Cause he's so passionate about film. You know, Cameron right now is, in New Zealand, uh, well, maybe not right now because of the pandemic, but yeah. before then, you know, he's been working on Avatar two, three, four, and five. Yeah, and then he and then he even told me, he said, "I'm doing this and I'm out. I'm done." Won't wow. Do. Which he'll probably end up doing something else after. Yeah, I but, can't see him but, ever not doing something. But it's a massive undertaking, you know this this av- these avatars. We did the Avatar. The first one was like what was that? Like 2010, 2009. Yeah. Yeah. 2009, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then nothing since then. It, it's almost astonishing. It's like, ten, you know, 11 years later, we might get yeah. three and four and five, like, or two, three, yeah. four, five, like, boom, 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 boom. It's nuts. Yeah, it's crazy. I wonder how he feels about it, uh, being basically under the, the mouse house now. Well, well, I, I, think he, I think he comes with a package, Jim, that, you know, it's like he's hands off. Like, you... Yeah. He's hands off, you know. He he he's had so much success in his life. I, I think you know. He just packages it up and says, "Here you guys go. I'm not making yeah. any changes." Yeah, this is what we're doing. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. And and Jim really is. You know, people had so many like ridiculous stories about. Oh, he's a megalomaniac. He's this. He's that. No, you know what Jim Cameron is? Is he doesn't suffer fools. And because, <laughs> I love that. I love and that. Because he started off with. Um, Corman down at, in Santa Monica. Jim was a fucking art director. He yeah. was wielded. That's how he and Paxton met. 
Paxton was came on. He was going to do some work, and Jim was like, "Can you paint?" And Bill was like, "Yeah." And he was like, "Here, take this brush, paint that wall." You know, it was like, but but those guys, Bill Paxton too. What a he, Bill was passionate about filmmaking. Bill ended up being a really fine director. I love Bill Paxton. I was so yeah. sad to hear when when he passed. It was like, ugh. oh, brother, was that was. And Training uh, Day was looked like it was shaping up to be something special, and then, yeah, ugh. yeah, and Billy. Like I said, Bill was the reason I came over for the Alien premiere, and within five days I was starring in Survival Quest with Lance Henriksen, and I never went back to England. Lance Henriksen's yeah. another one that was seems like a cool guy from afar. Really intense, yeah, really intense actor, yeah, yeah, intense actor. Well, Mark, hey, I want to thank <laughs> you so much for coming on, man. Hey. This was such a pleasure, oh, and fun, if, dude. if you're like game, I would love to have you come back on. I could, I. If I didn't, I, absolutely, I would, I would absolutely would love to, you know, uh, I don't, I, you know, I'm thinking about that. You know, I, I, I like doing interviews with people who, who know my work, Yeah, but, um, you know, I think in these times when we're in the, like these little bubbles of, yeah. of, of our, of our houses and, um, I'm really glad that like you have facility to still, you know, keep people in touch with what goes on in the film world and uh, trying to keep that connection. Yeah, because that's that's the nexus of it all, right? It is. It is. We really appreciate you taking your time today, man. Yeah, brother. All right. Uh, Mike, lots of good times and uh, you guys be well, be safe and uh, please, uh, somewhere down the road, I'd love to do another one. And, awesome. And seriously, please. Supernatural. We got it. Please. Please. <laughs> okay. Be well. You too. Well, there you go. There you go, man. Mark was a, a, a breath of fresh air of honesty and so much fun. And yeah, I genuinely hope that we can get him to come back on and talk about just just talk and just figure, like pick a topic and just talk about it. Because I feel like he could talk for days. I don't think he was ready uh, for how much <laughs> no. we knew about him and the questions that we had and, and how much he opened up. Because I don't think he's the ready whole for that thing all, started yeah. with him having a bunch of issues with Skype. Yep. So then he just called me directly on my cell phone. Yeah. And <laughs> and he was like, wow, I, I, you know, he just, he wasn't, I don't think he was ready for the questions that we we're asking. Not in a bad way. Not in like, yeah. I don't know what to say. Just that. When he gets on interviews, it's almost always like, what was James Cameron like? What was, you know, how was Aliens? Can you believe all these fans? Da, 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 da. And then the same thing yeah. with Supernatural. And the fact that we tried to keep those uh, on the back burner just to have, you know, because you want you to talk about that stuff, obviously. You do. But we wanted to find out about Mark. We want to know about Mr. Rolson as a person more than yeah. the characters that he played. That's more. That's more. Way more interesting to me is to find out more about him than more about and then the big stuff. I want to know the little. Stuff. I want to know the things that he wants to talk about. The things that make him tick. Yeah, yeah. So that was a lot of fun, and hopefully we'll get him back on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, hopefully someday. Where do you guys go, man? I don't think yeah. you can ask for more entertainment than that. Yeah, two episodes in one day with a great guest like Mark Rolston and going over so much awesome content all in one day. And that's just today. I mean, if you go to every other day of the, of, the, of the last month or so, we've got more content for you that comes out. Yeah, we do. And it's insane. Yeah, you should go over to spoilerverse.com and you can click to your heart's delight because there is so yeah, much to click. look at, read, listen, watch. I mean, we got 
drinks and comics up there, and you can actually watch us do stuff. Yeah, you can see our pretty faces talk about comics and movies and TV shows. Our pretty fat faces. Here's little, yeah, here's a little secret. <laughs> We're going to do more. We are going to do more. So, man, John, I don't even know what else to say. I mean, the only thing I want to say is everybody out there. Well, first off, I want to say thank you, Mark, for coming on and talking with us. Oh, that's and, nice. And, and thank you to to pros and cons celebrity booking and, and Renee for, for hooking us up with this interview. Cause that's just amazing. Yeah. I'm, I'm ready. Well, John, Johnny, Kenrick, Jay, Ken, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> it's come to the part where we tell people, you know, if you really liked what you heard and I hope you did, cause we have a blast making it and we have a lot of fun making it. Uh, maybe you should go back to spoilerverse.com. Go through our back catalog. There is so much there for you to enjoy. I'm not kidding. There, there's, there's something yeah. there, and we have articles. We have YouTube stuff. Oh my god, we have so much, Johnny. There's so much up there of our podcast, other podcast reviews, uh, themed articles with the K files and Roaches Dan and and the, the quarantine Avenger right now going on. We got so many new articles and so much new content coming out daily for you that you'd be you'd be missing out if you didn't go check it out daily and, and see what's up there for you. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. Do us a favor though, go to your podcatcher, iTunes, Google Play, whatever where you listen to podcasts. I don't care where it's at. Yeah, that's personal to you. Yeah, but why don't you give us a review? Give us a share. You know, that helps us out. Tell us how we're doing. It does. And then if you're so inclined, you know, you can go to Twitter, you can go to Facebook. We're on Facebook, we're at Spoiler Country. On Twitter, we're a Spoiler Country. You know, Spoiler underscore country. Yeah, Spoiler underscore country. And let us know. Hey, I left a review. You guys should go check it out. We'll go check it out. Yeah. Good or bad. It's okay. Yeah. Good or bad. We'll love it. We'll, we'll love to hear the content, hear the, hear the feedback. That's right. All right, guys. And all that's said and done. Don't forget to open your mind and read more. Hey, stay on for a second. Mark, can you do us a quick favor? Can you say I'm Mark Rolston and you're listening to Spoiler Country? Just a little bump for us. For sure. Um, we're ready to record anytime you're ready. I'm Mark Rolston and you've been listening to Spoiler Country. Perfect. Thanks, man. All right, brother. Yeah, All right, so man. Much. Be well. You too. Talk to you soon. Peace. Bye. Peace, peace. Peace. Bye. Bye. Oh, man. <laughs> What a cool guy, man. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he would have just gone all night. That was way better than I anticipated. Dude, there's a lot there. Yeah. Because I want him to come back, and I want him to come on Moose and Squirrel and talk yeah. about Supernatural. And it's fucking weird that they, they're not putting him on some of those cons. Yeah, well, they you know probably I mean? he, they probably heard him say something like why they were playing. You know, he, he seems like the kind of guy who just speaks his fucking mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which I love that. I, I like people like that. As, oh, me as too. Such generally. A, a breath of air. It's because you because yeah. you know what he's telling you is genuine and honest because he's not hiding something. Yeah. Yep. I love it. Yep. Yep. Uh, let's hit stop. Yeah, let's stop it too.